Welcome back, my dear friends, to the Four Glory Podcast. It's me again, Adam, the guy who torments the four adventurers in this fantastical tale of mystery, loss, redemption, excitement, and Gwillem. Thank you for tuning in week after week and following along, especially you guys down there in Australia. I don't know how you found out about us, but thank you for making us the 29th most popular gaming podcast in Australia. Anyhow, last week's battle with the Blood Siphon was a tough one, huh? Things could have gone a lot worse, though. Let me tell you, these guys are finally starting to work together a little bit better, and I'm hoping that will keep going so that their stories don't get cut short. I would hate to have Gwillem die before we find out about his dealings with the criminal mastermind Yinyazmira and his past with Vandy, or for Borwin to never fully understand what is happening to him and find peace with his loss. Or V, why is she even alive? What will come from her relationship with Vandy and her relationship with her faith? And what about Rowan? Can he live up to great-grandpappy Oakley's example? Is he destined to be a great hero? I really am excited to see how all of these stories play out. And if you are too, let us know. Send us an email at fourglorypod at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R, like the number, you know the one. Or you can message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fourglorypodcast. And please, please... Please, keep spreading the word to your friends and help us grow the show so that one day all of us can quit our jobs and just make awesome stories together. Now, for this week's episode, which is a long one, we meet an ancient creature with an axe to grind, a new group dwelling within Gauntlet Keep, and we find out that Rowan is the best there has ever been. That's something he wishes he wasn't. Also... Erotic glistening bodies. All of this and more in episode 23, Monster in My Pocket. When last we saw our brave adventurers, they had just defeated an undead leech monster. Roughly 150 times the size of a normal leech, and twice as undead. Upon its defeat, the thing exploded, showering the room and everyone in it with necromantically charged powdered blood. We rejoined the adventurer roughly an hour later. Everyone's wounds have been healed by... A combination of Gwillem's medical acumen, V's divine conduction, and whatever light is coming out of Borwin now. We find them now, in the final moments of preparation, before they return to their quest. Okay. Is everybody healed up? Phew! (sighs) I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I suppose Rupert and I are ready to go. However, I just want to 
poke around this contraption a little bit before we do. V, are you all right? I'm all right. Just hurry up with your tinkering. What is it, Gulum? Wiggling his fingers excitedly, uh, Gulum's gonna, you know, wa- take a walk around this table in the middle, trying to see what's going on with all of its uh, gears and bits and uh, maybe buttons, whatever it has. You study it. This thing, in case you don't remember, looks like a drill with some sort of scope on it mounted to the head of this table with all sorts of straps. It looks like somebody is supposed to get strapped in here and this thing goes on onto or maybe into the head. Mm. This thing looks like a bond contraption. Yeah. It you know, it almost it like if if that scope shot a laser beam and was trying to cut a dude in half crotch to mouth I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, but this does the opposite. It goes. It goes. It goes uh, mouth to crotch. <laughs> um. <clears throat> all right. I thought that would be funnier than it was. So we're gonna move. On. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, oh, you you haven't seen shit yet. Unfortunately, that role is not good enough. You you don't know. You don't know. Some sort of machine. I don't know. But there is. In addition to that drill and scope thing in the table, there's some sort of gemstone, black and sparkly, mounted into the side of this thing. If I, like, wiggle it, does it pop out? Does it stay still? Can I, can I take it? Uh, it, takes a, it takes a little bit of effort, but you're able to dig it out of there. You know, it's the kind of thing that if you were to put a screwdriver up to it and, you know, pop the back of the screwdriver with your fist, it'll spring right free. Mm, so, okay. But yeah, you, you managed to, to wriggle that out of there. So mm. go ahead and mark that in your inventory as B5. You sunk my battleship. Bam! I don't suppose any of you know what this is, but I hope I have perhaps rendered this machine inert. I'll take this with me for safekeeping. And he will, with his left hand, reach it down to his bag, and of course, Rupert's little hands will reach out and covetously bring it in. <laughs> he he grabs your gems and pulls them into his sack. Perfect. He is the protector of my family's jewels. There we go. <laughs> you know, I was going to make that joke, but I thought that was going to be too... <laughs> Mm. It is. It is too. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, besides this table, there's a, a door in here? Correct. There's two, actually. The one that you entered through and one on the opposite corner of this chamber, which, by the way, is roughly 20 feet by 15 feet, and you are still underground underneath that building on the small island adjacent to Gauntlight Keep. Should we take a peek through that door first? We saw what's behind there. Mm. Still more curious about this table than the door. Gwillem will just kind of over his shoulder say, Yeah, sure, take a look. I have no objection to it. Alright. We will go over. You open the door. And looking forward, you see stairs headed down. Short distance before they double back and head further down. As this door opens, a little breeze comes through, 
and that breeze carries with it the smell of something rotting vaguely somewhere beyond these stairs. Mm. She kind of turn her nose up at the scent. There are stairs that go down further, but perhaps we should clear out this floor before we continue down. It smells like danger down there. I concur. Globe's going to look up and he sees Rowan still standing by the door we entered through, and he'll say, Well, Rowan, please lead the way through. You got it. And he's going to begin walking down the hallway. You head back through the previous room, across the hall, which, in the middle of the hall, had stairs that lead up. But you move past those. You come to a door. Well, y'all ready? As we'll ever be. Go ahead, Rowan. You come to the door. And for the first time on this adventure... You see a lock on this door. The only other time you've seen a lock has been on a trap door. It wasn't trapped, but you know, it was a trap door. <laughs> this is the first regular vertical kind of door that you've found that's locked. It's locked. I can try and kick it down. He will start rummaging through her things and then pull out her handy dandy ring of keys that she is slowly collecting. Nice, bam. <laughs> <laughs> it jingles out. You've got a couple of bronze keys, you've got some rusty old ones, and you've got one silver one. She'll take off that silver one that we got from upstairs, and she'll just kind of hold it out to him. Try this. Oh, yeah, no, that'd probably be a lot easier. He takes the key and puts it in the lock and turns the key. This key is a little bit bigger than a standard key, as we'd mentioned before. It fits perfectly. Like... A key into a lock. You put it in, and you turn it, and you can feel a little bit of resistance as you push the ward to the side, and the door glides open. It opens into a workshop that's surrounded by seven square alcoves, each one containing strange magical apparatuses or sets of alchemical tools. However... The alcove to the north contains a glass tank filled with liquid and a floating goblin's corpse within. It's dressed in outdated servant's clothing, much like the clothes you found in the dresser in the other room down here. In front of this tank, there's a semicircular work table. It's covered with tools and moldy papers and a large open book. Any danger in there, Rowan? Hey, uh, Doc, is it your name day by any chance? My name day? Hmm. Well, it seems like all your name days just came at once. There's a lab in here. A lab? Hmm. Let me see. Excuse me, pup. Excuse me. Excuse me. Gwilym just like <laughs> continues to he like sidles past V and Henry and uh, makes his way into the room. And boy, it's like a kid in a candy store. Gwilym is just so excited. I've never seen him that excited. Quick question to etiquette: As you move past V, do you give her the crotch or the ass? <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> no matter what direction, she's gonna get a Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> Give her full Rupert. Yep. 
<laughs> you never go full Rupert. Uh, you enter the room. <laughs> and like I had said, there there's all these alcoves that are just filled with weird paraphernalia for doing it looks like magical type research stuff. It's a hodgepodge. It's a lot of stuff. A lot of weird things. Willem would much prefer that he spend uh, a couple weeks in here almost entirely alone. Uh, However, that is not the case. And (laughs) uh, we are going to have to figure out a way to do this a little bit better since we have company. Everybody get out! (laughs) Willem is actually... (laughs) Willem's going to say... Everybody, please grab an alcove and maybe study or bring to me what you find. I'll be here at the table taking a look at this book. <laughs> All right. Hey, a uh, question. Can Rowan tell just how long that this goblin's been in that tank? You know, like, is he rotting away or anything like that? No, the body is perfectly preserved. The clothing is a little bit, uh, looks stained, uh, a little bit weathered, but mm. the body is perfectly preserved in there. There's no way to, at a glance, identify how long it's been in there. But you would guess that the goblin... It, I don't know how much dealing you have with goblins, Rowan, but... Not much. It looks like an, it looks like an adult goblin. That's, that's about it, then. You know, you can't really tell. It doesn't look like a child. It doesn't look ancient. It just looks like an adult mm. goblin. But the body is perfectly preserved. It could have been... Uh, this, this thing could have died last week. No, not even. This thing could have died five minutes ago. Or who knows. So with a shiver down his spine, Rowan's going to go to the southwest corner of this room to try and distract himself from the floating goblin corpse in that tank. So, Quillam. Yes? You look through this book. You give it a quick flip through. Try to ascertain what it's all about without trying to just, you know, read page for page because then you're going to be here all day. But you flip through and you see some notes about how to animate a construct, how to build a construct. You see some other details about uh, souls and necromancy and something clicks in your head and tells you that this stuff in here and these notes all put together talk about how to transfer a soul from a person into something like a like a construct that's been properly prepared or because you did so well possibly into a, a swarm of vermin Ugh. Ugh. i'm just imagining all of that okay never mind don't want to be transferred into a swarm of rats just like my whole consciousness spread out like that that sounds gross um however Gwillem will say Ah, well, hmm, yes, yes, I believe I have here the formula or crafting recipe to put together our little bird friend from upstairs. This is perhaps a workshop for one Volek Azrene. Oh, so while the rest of you are searching around, Somebody called out specific alcoves you wanted to look at. What, what do we got going on? Who's doing what? Who's going where? What do we got? Rowan's going to do the southwest. Rowan is doing the northwest. Yeah, northwest. Yep, that's west. You can get the top two, and then I'll get the southeast two. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, everybody gets two. Or when you don't find shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you do. Oh, 
I take it all back. Forward and find something cool. Okay. Let me make a make some rolly rolls, huh? All right, let's go. I wanted that aerobics machine. That's, that's... is there a Bowflex? <laughs> Looks like a little okay. Star Wars ship. Oh, that too. It's <laughs> no, no. It, it actually, it's a little miniature diorama for D and D. I ate some we bad sushi. I got diorama here. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> it looks like you got the paint that we can paint our yeah. Oh yeah, it's the color. The paints are up here. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are having fun. <laughs> All right, so V, you search around and you find some sort of tool that's like a handle with a C-shaped thing at the end with a tooth on one side that you can't figure out what the hell it's supposed to be. Maybe some kind of wrench. Uh, something that has like an extendable thing and I, I don't know what the hell this is. You got a, a barrel that's filled with like crusts from bread. I don't know. But Rowan, you find a toolbox that looks interesting on one of the shelves and you go to pull the toolbox off of the shelf and it does not move. Hmm. Like it's stuck to the shelf. Borwin, up there in that northwest alcove, you find uh, like a doll, but it's got no arms or legs. And it looks like a little goblin fella. I do not like that. Oh, eh, you didn't find Borwin's it. going to pick it up. Oh, that's oh, adorable. Just a, little, just a little friend. You pick it up. I want to throw this thing across the room. I hate it. Oh, no. He's a little guy. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Born finding this, he'll turn back and face Quillum. Uh, Quillum, I found this. It's kind of a door, actually. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I suppose if you are into that sort of cute aesthetic, it would be. But anyway, Rowan, would you prefer a new body? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, V? Are you content where you are? Just kind of gives him like a sharp look. Like, I am perfectly content how I am. Mm, all right. Well, I suppose we will have to hold on to this for a little bit of experiments later, perhaps. As I was you say, please don't ask Henry. Look, okay. <laughs> as <laughs> as you. Oh my God! Uh, as you look over this doll. You flip it around in your hands, and you see that on the back of it, there's a small indentation about the size of your fist. The indentation is in the back? Yes. It's much larger than the gem that I just found on the table. Correct. Yes. Okay, okay. Where does it say in this recipe book what that indentation is about, or for? You'd have to spend what, probably like the better part of a week reading through that book to find any okay. kind of specific information. Okay, okay. Well, Rowan, I know you stashed the bird friend upstairs in your pack. Would you mind grabbing our new goblin friend? Rowan's going to give it a disapproving look, but then just stash it. Thank you very much. At the very least, it might prove to be a little friend for our mutual acquaintance, Rin Zvinci. In any case, what have the rest of you found? Not much in this corner. Well, I found a toolbox, but it's stuck. Could use some elbow grease from someone else to help pull this thing out. Borwin, please give Rowan a hand. Borwin heads to Rowan. 
So it seems like you need some more muscle, I see. Indeed, Lumberjack. Borwin's gonna lift the toolbox. It shouldn't be heavier than... Maybe, maybe. Let's go crazy. Let's say 30 pounds. That's gonna be athletics? You try to lift it, and it does not lift. It is connected to the shelf. Can I rip the shelf out? <laughs> or the easier solution, give me a boost up there. All right. Barwin gets on one knee to allow V to climb up. And that's the art for the for the episode right there is V in <laughs> Borwin's palm looking at this <laughs> looking at this uh, toolbox. <laughs> All right. Clamber on up up onto the shelf. All right. Can I open it? You open it, and inside there's a single hammer. Thor's hammer. No, it's like a regular hammer. <laughs> like a little one. So pick it up. When maybe. you pull on it, it doesn't come off. It is connected, but you pull and it triggers a secret door. Hooray, secret door! There you go. Secret door. The wall next to you slides open, revealing another staircase that heads down. Similar to the last one, you catch an immediate whiff of something rotten in the distance. Ugh. What is that? Uh, are you all ready to move on already? What's happening? We found the secret door. Oh. Oh, it smells like death down there. Can anyone else tell that you've opened this secret door? Shrugs. I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> is there How anyone on the other side, Rowan? No, there's no one else. No, just the staircase that goes downward. And then close it quickly so we maintain at least an element of surprise if we can. Do, do any of you have a way of closing it? Orwood says, holding his nose. She'll try pulling on the hammer again. Uh, you can't really pull on it again, but you can push we'll it back push down. push it down. And, yeah, there you push go. it back That's down. Right. It's it's like on a stick, but you push it back in, and then the door <sighs> slides back shut. Well, I'll tell you all one thing here. We found this little goblin doll, and we have a goblin here floating in this pool. I do believe, if we wanted to, we could transfer this goblin's soul into the doll and maybe save it. Uh, is that wise to do? It might be saving one soul. And it'd probably be better for the goblin to appear in front of us than whoever the hell was doing any of this work here. Rowan's going to look at V for her input on that. For spiritual guidance. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, I do have this gem from our little bird friend upstairs. It seems like it might fit in the back of this thing. I believe I might be able to save this poor goblin. But if the gem we got from the bird was from the bird, would it not just be the bird and now this goblin doll? That is an interesting hypothesis. I suggest we test it. Worst case, we have a smaller body floating and trying to attack us. I'd rather that than wooden legs kick me in the face again. Barwin, look at this thing. I believe you could handle it in a fight. It's a doll with no arms or legs. He just stares at it. I could. 
Got no scared. legs, Lieutenant Goblin. <laughs> going to make him alive at least. Give is there any other parts so that he could at least walk? Uh, put him in a sack and let him ride on Henry. <laughs> v is now slowly seeing how they see her. <laughs> yeah, it's a little no, fucked no. up. Isn't it? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Look, nothing towards V, just towards the bird that kicked him Don't like worry, a v, thousand the fucking ones. times. <laughs> Oh, no. oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's the that's the kind of atmosphere v. we've got going. Rowan on didn't say shit. <laughs> <sighs> so, in case something goes south here, if we put this gem in that well, little goblin doll, what's the plan to stop this thing? Um, Barwin, your axe. Oh, I thought that was employed. <laughs> yeah, so did I. But Rowan is young and naive. He'll learn. He'll learn in time. I suppose, but... What happens if I put the gem into the back of the goblin doll? It explodes. You idiots. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> why would you do... Oh, okay. <laughs> As you eventually cram the fist-sized gem into the back side of the goblin... Um, <clears throat> As... You place the gem into the back of the legless, armless doll goblin thing a moment later it starts to move just a little bit but it's got no arms or legs so it can't it can't really do anything and the mouth doesn't move it's it's carved out of wood but it speaks let me take a look at the language that you guys got here it speaks in a language that no one understands did you see all my languages oh i see them yeah and it's not Undercommon, because Undercommon is the one that I know from it my ancestral linguistics not, for today. It is not Undercommon. Hmm. Hmm. But it but sounds so upset. It says... Flip a minute. Durgan. Bert deferred. Flared. Bert and Turnigan. Oh crap, it's a Swedish chef. <laughs> Triumphantly, Gullum says, I believe we have done it. We've saved this poor fool. Oh, I don't, I don't know about so that. Upset. Sounds, exactly that, he sounds upset. I told you we should give him legs. Well, do you have any around here? I can't craft any, it's not my expertise. Uh, yeah, Borwin is going to find a piece of wood and start trying to... to... Is is there any stuff over where the doll was found? <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, but there's there's nothing... No no limbs in here. Um, I guess, I guess Borwin, you grab a... You grab one of the barrels from over on the side and you start trying to whittle some limbs out of it. Yeah, he's going to take out his hatchet and his dagger. With, with everybody in a panic, Willem is still going to be quite pleased, and he'll say... You know, if you had found yourself lying face down in a vat of whatever is in there and had died, I'm sure you wouldn't mind coming back, even if it was without arms or legs. It just continues. What a sounding. <laughs> Do you speak Talden? Boring hearing all this incentive. Uh, and desperate screaming. <laughs> yeah, does seventeen for crafting work to try to make him some little legs? You make some little sticks out of 
barrel pieces that kind of resemble legs a little bit, I guess. Like pegs. Oh, he's going to look like the dude from Family Guy that has the four pegs. Shit, the pirate? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> In a panic, you are, as fast as you can, trying to whittle little arms and legs. And you, you make a bunch of little pegs, and you start trying to put them onto this thing. And it's crying, and Gwillem's talking grandiosely towards it. <laughs> place these these limbs into place you let go and they just fall onto the ground and the thing starts sobbing more and <laughs> look what you've done Borwin all you've done is offer empty hope you shouldn't have bothered <laughs> well I could say the same thing about putting a gem in its back Borwin shoots him a dirty look like well, what the fuck <laughs> well I believe we shall take our little friend with us back to town at some point Maybe when we're done exploring for the day. Oh. <laughs> you put him alive and are you just going to leave him here? No, no, we would not. get down there. We would not leave him here. We would bring him with. We need to see if anyone in town can tell us what it's saying. V's going to slowly try to carefully make her way off of the shelf. Because she just kind of got stuck up there. Rome would help. Oh, then she's doing it on her own then. Borwin's <laughs> now carrying this little creep, this oh, goblin okay. doll and putting it on his shoulder. It, it has no limbs to balance itself, so you set it on there, and it just falls off and hits the ground. She drops to the ground and comes over. She's like, "Come down, stop! I'm sorry that this is this is very bad right now, but I'm so just please calm down." Make a diplomacy Do you need track. a sack? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd probably rather have arms and legs before the sack, but you know, whatever. But uh, V, make make a diplomacy check. Twenty. Cool. Uh, you manage to calm the thing down. It stops sobbing, and it goes, "Oh, oh no, oh." I am, I am sorry about your current predicament. We are going to try to get someone who understands you. I know you can't understand me now, but... I can understand you. Oh. Oh. No. oh. I can't believe Tell this. Tell me, little I've fellow. Got, I've got no legs. I've got no arms. And I... Oh. Oh, no. Show him. What's in here? And Gwilym will point towards the vat of the corpses Gwilym, I don't floating think that's in. a good idea. You point this limbless goblin doll at the goblin floating in a tank of bluish liquid, and it just stops entirely. Was this you? I've been betrayed. I was supposed to live forever. So that's a yes, okay? I didn't I didn't know who would be like this. I didn't I didn't know I would be in this body. And did one Volek Azrene make such promises to you? Of course, of course. I I served him. I served him for seems like an eternity and he promised I would be Immortal, and I agreed. I didn't... I, I didn't understand. I didn't know it was going to be... I didn't know it would be like this. I can't... I can't feel anything. I can't feel anything. 
It is alright, I am sorry to hear that you were tricked like that. That is not your fault. Borwin turns the doll and points it at V when she talks. And, uh... <laughs> are, are you another one of his experiments? Has he done this to you too? No. I am of a different make. But... Hopefully... You will get used to your body, I can try to help you. At least. Do you have a gem in your back, V? No, I do not have a gem in my back. So, we know that there are multiple ways of procuring the same result. That is quite interesting. Well, it may be a bit jarring for you all, but I do believe we have done some good. It may take some getting used to, as all change does, my little goblin friend. But, please, you had agreed to at least some form of change. Try to embrace it. How can I embrace this? I... I have nothing. I can't... I can't feel anything. All I can feel is rage. I've... I've been betrayed. I gave everything. I, I gave my soul. I gave my body. And this, this is what I have now. Just a... Poorly painted wooden... Wooden body. So... You're looking for a little revenge, right? So if you would like revenge, I would hope that you would help divulge some of Azrene's secrets to us. What can you tell us? He's a son of a bitch. He's... did this. Even... He, he calls himself... Calls himself a powerful mastermind occult artist craftsman. He's a butcher. I don't know. I don't know what I can tell you. He he has a relationship with a, a, a book lady downstairs, and he has served Mistress Belcora. She's awful. Cruel. You've seen Mistress Belcora? Yeah, of course. I've seen her. She's... She's awful. She's cruel. She's malicious. She just... She brings suffering everywhere she goes. She's... She doesn't... She doesn't care about me or anyone. And in what form did she appear? In flesh and blood? Yeah, of course. She's... It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I have... I've avoided her. I don't know how long I've been here. It's hard to... Hard to keep track. It's been a very long time. Hmm... You said that there was a book lady downstairs? Yeah, yeah. They... He'd go see her. Uh, I, I I don't know much else. I just know she's downstairs. Is the book lady Belcora, or is she someone no, else? No, no, no. That's someone else. It's, they're different people. They're, the book lady was... 
She was nice. Well, nicer than Belcora. Belcora would... She'd throw things. She'd throw things at me for no reason. She didn't like to see me. What did the book lady look like? She... She was like him. Dark skin, long, white hair. She always wore blue robes. She was... She was demanding of everyone. Everyone but him. I think... I think she loved him. She was kinder than most of the others. As long as you... As long as I did her bidding. Jeez. Got a boss babe over here. Mm. Alright. Good to know. Uh, Thank you, boy. Out of curiosity, what year do you think it is? I, I, I don't know. It's hard to... Hard to tell how much time has passed. I, I assume it's been at least... At least 50 years. Maybe Be more. gentle with them. I can't believe... I can't believe my body is still in there. It, lo- it looks just the same as it did when he did this to me. When he put me in this thing. Hey, Doc. You're a smart one, all right? Do you think there might be a way to reverse this? Hmm. I would need quite a bit of time to study this tome back at home. I think that would be a worthy pursuit, if at possible, if you could research and see if there's a way to get his body back. But for now, we should leave it in there in case removing it causes damage. I, I suppose it's not my body. I don't know. Hey, Mr. Well, what is your name, little one? Would you want to know my name? That would be helpful how to talk to you. My name was... Borbo. Borbo! Borbo. Oh, well, Borbo. (laughs) We would suggest leaving your body in there for now, as it appears, for however amount of time, to have been perfectly preserved. I believe you may like it to stay that way until we can get you back in there, if possible. Put, put me closer to the glass. Put, put me closer. Borwin moves him closer to the glass. You clink the wooden doll up against the glass. And <laughs> <laughs> Just... It stares in at the floating corpse of its former self. It's, it's a bizarre, unimaginable situation. And it looks in there, and its wooden face, it it can't move. So you see no expressions, but it's speechless. Hmm. Now that we are in this moment, I do wonder what would happen if I took Borbo's gem back out and then placed it back in. Would it still be Borbo? Hmm. Don't try that with him! (laughs) you... Are you trying to turn him off and on again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who knows if it's possible? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Taking Borbo and moving him into the V of his vest, he's going to look at Quillum and say, Quillum, damn it. No. (laughs) You tuck him him up front like a mama kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of awkward because this thing's this thing's pretty big. This 
legless, armless thing is about the size of your forearm and hand. Oh, really? Yeah, it's you know the body is almost the size of like a like a gallon of oh. milk. But you, you just stuff yeah. him in there. Did you, and, you see uh, like a like a, a stuffed doll head sticking out of Borwin's chest? <laughs> I was going to suggest you could ride on Enloy with me, but if that is agreeable for everyone, he says, "I, I, I, I no longer care what happens to me. I have nothing." Oh, really? Well. <laughs> 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 Can you tell us anything else about the trinkets and items in this room? Borwin, walk yes, around. Uh, <laughs> you start strolling around the room, gesturing to show this this thing, uh, all of the different crap in this chamber. He says, uh, on the south wall, there's a, there's a toolbox with a hammer. If you, if you pull on the hammer, there's a secret door. A little unimpressed, Gwillem's just gonna say, Hmm, yes, anything else? Folic built it to sneak down to see the book lady. Hmm, well, this does not seem to be a very secure location. I suggest we grab what we want and move along. The only other way along is down, if we stay in this building. Correct, if we stay in this building, yes. Are you suggesting we leave? It is a possibility, so I can study this tome a bit longer, or we can move to another section of this floor. Or we can go down, we have many options. I believe we might like to take some time, I'm not sure. Is there anything, or does it mention in this book specifically, about how to draw out the soul? No, no, this book is about building constructs. Uh, okay, okay. It's a technical manual of things about hinges and ball joints and how to animate them and, and render them supple enough, yet still rigid enough, to serve you as an animated servant. So what do you all think? Should we go take a peek at where this book lady is? I do not believe that I am ready to discuss or confront Volek along with the book lady or Belcora. We don't know how many of them are together. I believe some more investigation will be required. Hmm. That is a fair point. So that leaves us with either returning to town with our new friend Borbo, or we can investigate further along the other ruins. We still have not found any chisel, Jack. I would like to at least look a little more in the ruins. Mm, I second that. Yes, and who knows? Maybe we have discovered a secret to bringing Jack back to us, if we find his body. Borwin winces at what Gwilym said, just going, Ugh. Being trapped in this shell is a fate worse than death. <laughs> is it? I can't feel anything. Can you feel pain? Nothing. I haven't felt the caress of a lady goblin in centuries. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's beyond beyond even being uh, trapped in this thing. I, just, I was ugly, you see. And I'm, just, I'm just kidding. None of that. None of that. None of that. I'm perfectly average-looking goblin. <laughs> I, uh, that's worse than most. I used to have a job in sales. 
Well, it seems all doors here lead down in in this complex, right? We've got two sets of doors that lead down, one secret, one not-so-secret. Is that right? Correct. And then stairs that lead back up in the middle of that hall. Hey, uh, Borbo, other than the book lady downstairs, do you know anything else that's down there? I, I never go down there. It's not... My duties were here in Volick's home. I served him loyally my whole life. I never left the ground. Do you I know never... what year it was that you came to serve him? I, I was never allowed a calendar. A uh, question. Other than serving Miss Belcora, did Volick ever tell you why he's doing this? He thought of himself as a bold pioneer. He so, a... he's nuttier than squirrel turds. Reserve your judgment, Rowan. True innovators need to push boundaries. Time will tell if Volek is mad scientist or devious villain. Or something in between. Uh, however you slice it, Doc, this whole thing, it gives me the willies. Volek had a very, very high opinion of himself. He was so vain. Hmm. He he would paint portraits of himself. And he would just just stare at them for hours. So he's more full of himself than a snake eating its own tail, huh? Alright, let's head up. Come on. He says, I don't care what happens to me. And then you guys head back upstairs. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think you might care if we can get some revenge on him for you. You guys discuss the finer points of revenge of and revenge. vengeance <laughs> as you go up these stairs. And you find yourselves once again in the upper level where you had met your littlest friend, Tangletop, and his friend, the Spooky Wisp. Now, say about an hour and a half, two hours later, there's no one in this room. Now he gone? He gone. I believe we may need to venture down the stairs from the main complex. If we are going to hope to discover some more new things. Or, of course, Jack's body. What say you? Well, now that you four and a half, well, I guess five, six, I don't know, there's a lot of you. Now that all of you goons are on this upper level, if you're interested... You had that inscription on the wall next to that painting that you didn't have time to examine earlier. If you guys are willing to spend a couple of minutes, you'll be able to translate that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So, five hours later, you finally finished the translation. You thought it was only going to be a couple of minutes, but you were wrong. Dead wrong. No, okay, so about hmm, ten minutes later, you are able to translate that inscription on the wall. It's written in Aklo. You translate it, and it says... I serve you still. You shall be avenged. Hmm. Well, this is what I believe is going to be a one-sided romance from Volek's perspective. I don't imagine Belcora is quite a caring individual. Seems like that's already been pretty burned. In any case, it certainly muddles the situation. 
We thought it was simply Belcora's ghost in here. Now we know that there's also a book lady, and that one Volek Azrene has joined Belcora herself, in whatever form she's able to take. Hmm. So, what are we doing now? Just heading back to town, or...? No. We should continue to look for Jack's body. Yes. Please, let us show you the first secret door we found. Follow me! Gwilym will lead the way back across the bridge to the main campus <laughs> of uh, the Gauntlet Keep ruins here, and uh, we will go back towards the Triangle Room. We won't get all the way into it, though, because we will open up the secret passage in the bookcase to go down the staircase. You go down the stairs, and you find yourself in the room with the three stools. Everybody's... Ah, the three stools room. You guys don't know how to use the three stools? It's like Demolition Man. Alright, so... You find yourself in that room again. Lord knows I can go for a burrito. All restaurants are Taco Bell in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so do we retrace our steps down here as well, or shall we try someplace new? There are many doors to the east we did not look through. Before we go anywhere, Borbo, does this look familiar at all? Uh, you guys have a light going, right? Yes, yeah. Gwillem's light spell is okay. going on his, okay. on his staff. Every room looks the same to me now. They're all just filled with lies and betrayal. Do you need spectacles? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think so. I, I don't know. I was never allowed to have any. <laughs> Blinded I, by I think hate. You might okay. be pulling your leg for. Oh wait, you don't have legs. Hey, <laughs> that's your guys. So I, I said let's give them legs at least, and you guys like nah. I have legs. <laughs> hey, hey, Borwin, try it. Maybe another day. Well, today, we will move on. Uh, Rowan, please, open. And Gwilym will move out of the way of the door on the left side of the wall, and give space for Rowan to open it. Okay, Rowan's gonna open it. <laughs> Rowan, you open the door, and it opens into a long room with a long wooden table in the center. It's surrounded by several wooden chairs with one on the north end seeming particularly comfortable. Although its cracked leather is almost entirely decayed, it looks like it was once much nicer than the rest. You notice that there's a fine layer of dust covering everything, like no one's been in here for decades. You leave a trail of dusty footprints as you move through. Or, well, I guess undusty footprints as you move through. These chairs, similar to the other ones in the room that you're entering from, are made in the shaker style. Very plain, not exciting at all. Now, on the south side of this room, there's another door. Looks like no one's been in here for a long time. If your friend did go through here, wasn't around here. Mm. You're right. Hmm. Well, let's give it a look-see. Gulub's gonna start... Looking around the room, see if there's anything in here specifically besides table and chairs. You find nothing. Hmm, total waste of time. Well, we can proceed through, however, looking for Jack. As you said, I don't believe he'd be through here. You hear the faint sounds of hammering in the distance. Joy. Hard to tell. You know, when you're underground and things echo. 
But I remember last time we were here, it was to the east more. That's when we it was louder. Yes, you do remember from out in that hall that it was coming from that, that door that you just indicated on the map that nobody is able to see, but uh, I'm not going to describe it. I can see it. Well, you can see it, but the people <laughs> listening can't see it, so it doesn't matter. Hey, you, who's listening to this, just go back to episode, I don't know, what was it, probably maybe 10? Episode 10-ish? The one with the door. And the toilet. And the toilet. The one with the door, the toilet, and the toilet ghost. Listen again to the episode about the toilet ghost. But anyhow. Do you all hear that? That banging is still going. If I remember right, it was closer to the east. If I remember correctly, Jack was with us at the time as well, so I don't believe that's him or his body. We can check it out if you'd like, but I don't believe he's there. If it is someone there, then maybe they saw something. Ah, true. Well, lead the way. You head back, and then out through that rotating secret door into the hallway. The hallway is strewn with rubble and little scraps of ancient wood, the occasional screw or bolt. And you come to that door... It's on the southeast corner of this hall. And from here, you can hear banging. Like someone hammering away on something made of metal. Just on the other side of this door. There is a danger behind every door. Prepare yourself for that. Is everyone ready? I suppose. Rupert, please up here, and Gwilym will tap on the nape of his neck over on the left side, and Rupert will scurry up his arm and be, oh, I don't know, I guess as ready as a monkey skunk hawk can be. <laughs> he, he drops into a fighting crouch, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> the little video game fighter, like, bounce back and exactly. forth. Exactly. He's, yeah, he's got his little yeah. martial arts... Uh, that he knows ready to go. And he learned it all from watching video games, so it's it's absolutely worthless. But, uh, let's see. Who is going to go first? I guess I will. Alright, so go ahead and position yourselves. How are you guys stacking up at this door before you go in? Rowan is going to stand behind V. Willem's going to be right behind Rowan, because Rowan, of course, would not be able to see were it not for my lit staff. V, you reach out for that door, you give it a push, and it opens in to this chamber. You're able to see about ten feet ahead of you is a wall. You can see that the chamber continues to the left, and you hear the hammering Stop. Everybody roll initiative. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm using a light spell. Can I use Arcana for initiative? <laughs> uh, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Alright, uh, Gwillem actually is fine not rolling Arcana because he still rolled a 20. 20 for initiative. 15 for Rowan. V's got 14. Rowan got a 27. He got a natural 20. Oh, Damn. yeah, get that out of the way. I don't like this. I don't know. Top of the initiative order is Borwin with a 27. You're in the hall outside of this room, back of the stack. When that door opens up, the hammering stops, and you hear something inside call out in a language that you don't understand. 
your turn. There's nothing Borwin could do from here, so I'm going to delay his turn for now. Okay. My turn. Oh, fuck. I didn't say what I had out. That's true. You're fucked now. You hear something moving around from inside of the room, but nothing changes. Then, my other creature gets to go. And again, nothing changes. We go to you, Gwillem. Back of the pack. You see nothing happening. You just know that hammering has stopped. You're in this hall, and the room has opened, or the door has opened to the room. I will delay until after Vigos. Rowan. You know, Greg the player wants to delay, but Rowan is not the type to sit and wait around, so. Uh, oh. <laughs> I hear you, CJ. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to delay my turn until something comes you in the bravely view. bravely delay your turn. V, your turn. You've opened the door. The hammering stopped. Nothing else has happened yet. You've got almost a full round, but nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think tactically it'd be better if I'm somewhere else. So he's not going to delay, but she's going to move so that she can let the close-up people get better vantage points once something actually does come through. So she'll command Henry to take a step back, and then the last two actions will be to take out the shield and the lance. After V's turn, Gwilym, you said you delayed until after her, so now it's you. Bottom of the order. Well, if none of you will go in, I just don't... We must see what's the problem. Uh, He will move 5, 10, 15, 20 into the the room. The light from your staff spills out, revealing a 40-foot-long room smells like rust and grime. There's stacks of splintered furniture and pieces of weapons and armor, frayed coils of rope, jagged shards of metal, and other bits of trash all lie in heaps along the walls of this room. On the left, a cold, unlit forge sits in an alcove. To the north, heavy timbers are wedged against a door to keep it shut. But you are distracted from all of that as you witness some sort of pale, greasy humanoid wearing what appears to be a a leather smock or apron, maybe, with pockets just loaded with all sorts of crap. This thing has big, bulbous, pink, pupilless eyes. They look pretty similar to uh, what's called a pink dome cap mushroom. And this thing hisses. As soon as your light hits this thing's eyes, it recoils back, but it manages to fire off. Uh, it, it almost looks like a, a, a hodgepodge kind of stuck together uh, ramshackled catapult that it's holding in its hands, and it fires oh. just a load a load of scrap metal at you. Does a oh god, twenty one hit you? Oh yes, yeah, twenty one hits. Okay, so let me. Oh, you know what? I gotta. Since the light hit its eyes, this thing is blinded. 
So it's got a 50% chance to miss you. I gotta roll a flat check on a d20 and get 11 or better for it to make contact, and I got a 10. So, oh, no anyway. way! Yeah, no, it misses oh, anyway. Man. So, a, a shower of just shrapnel and scrap flings past you and strikes the wall behind you. Should have used a hand trebuchet instead of a hand catapult, you know. Oh, well, excuse me. He's not French enough for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> you still got two more. Um, wow, okay. Uh, you know, let me see what this thing is. I'm going to try recalling knowledge, please. All right, let's see. Okay, you've got the skill. What do you want to know? Uh, I always hate wasting my actions. Does it have any immunities? Okay, so this thing is a Morlock. Uh-huh. Legend has it that these were once humans that ventured down into the Darklands and got stranded down there somehow and evolved to adapt to the lightless world below. They have no immunities. Oh, oh, damn. Well, well I mean, so, you uh, know, can't it's good waste to know. any of my actions. Know. Yeah, yeah, good to know. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> Gloom's going to stamp his staff down on the ground and say, Tarion! Everybody, please, get in here! There's a threat! <laughs> <laughs> that brings us back up to the top of the initiative order with Borwin. Upon hearing that, Borwin's gonna rush in. Whoa. You come around that corner and you are face to face with this greasy humanoid thing. Oh, beating up close. Before I could fire again, Borwin's gonna pull out the axe and then strike with it. Does a 13 hit? No, a 13 is a miss. And that will be Borin's turn. Next, it's this creature that just flung that thing, and it was blinded by that light. It's got a thing called light blindness, which says when first exposed to bright light, this monster is blinded until the end of its next turn. After this exposure, light doesn't blind the monster again until after it spends one hour in darkness. However... As long as the monster is in an area of bright light, it is dazed. Nope, dazzled. Dazzled, that's a totally different word. Mm, dazzled. A lot of the same letters, different word. Pass it up here for Achoo. you, too, just in- Ah, Borwin, hot Ooh, on the mouse. <laughs> it scrambles to try to get away from the oncoming attackers. It moves, stumbling around blindly to the back of the room as it reloads its bizarre catapult thing. And it screams out, <laughs> But Gwilym, you can understand the words. It speaks in undercom, and it says, Go out the other side! Get around them! It's calling out to others. Be prepared for more. I say that in, you know, regular Talden. I don't say that in undercom. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Gwilym calls that out, the door behind you, V, opens, and another one of these... Morlocks steps out. Oh, I see it. Oh, and he sees you too. And he fires another one of these weird catapult things at you. Oh. Does a 21 hit you? Yeah. You get hit for 11 points of bludgeoning damage, plus three points of precision damage. Counts as a sneak attack. 14. Is it? Because I can see it. 
Oh, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Rowan's the one that can't see. You got dark vision. Mm-hmm. Nice. So just the 11? It would have to roll stealth against your perception DC. I got a 24. Yeah. So, yeah, it still, it still managed the sneak attack, but now you know where it is. Rowan, your turn. With Gwillem being in the other room, you can't see anything. You hear what sounds like two big handfuls of nuts and bolts raining onto the stone floor after that last attack hit V. What do you do? Gwillem did tell you to get in the room here, so, uh, you know, feel free. Feel free. Yeah, no more hesitation. Rowan can't see, so he's going to run to a spot where he can see to do something here. As you head into the light, you look, and at the other end of this long corridor, you see this greasy humanoid fumbling, trying to reload what looks like a tiny catapult. Seeing that it looks distracted, Rowan's going to rush at him and slash at him with an upward arc with his bastard sword. Nice. Oof. 14. Even with this guy being so distracted that 14 is still a miss, blind luck takes control, and just before you make contact with the Morlock, it hunches down and tries to force that catapult into position, completely oblivious to your attack. Just blind luck. The blade skims off the wall, showering the creature with sparks. I go back to V, alone in the hall. Well, I, uh, you got Henry, at least. Well. <laughs> Alright. Let's get a, try to do a quick revenge on this guy for hitting me, so... We'll command Henry, so give him two actions. So first is going to be to run up to this guy who just shot at me, and then we will do a lance attack, hopefully. Revenge is best served fast. <laughs> 20. 20 is going to hit. Yeah. So that's five piercing damage plus one damage because I moved. So that's Excellent. six damage. I'll... I'll play it safe. I'm gonna go run to where I know where all my buddies are. So, next action, V is going to lead Henry back over to where everyone is in that room. You hit and run. <laughs> my last action is up. Raise the shield. Willem, your turn. And see how you like it. Undoy three, Tavlegren. Pointing three fingers, three magic missiles streak forward and around Rowan to hit the Morlock. Alright, that's gonna be ten damage. Morlock? More like less lock. (laughs) Yeah, he's pummeling me, I'm pummeling him back. How do you like getting a bunch of shit thrown at you? Is he dead? No, definitely not. Oh no. Borwin, it's your turn. Because someone left the initiative. Oh, damn. So it... It keeps doing this thing where when I subtract hit points from one of a creature, it subtracts those hit points from all of that kind of creature. So all, all right. of their damage is going to put together. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta figure out why he's doing that and fix it. You don't, you don't have to. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll subtract anytime, anytime anything hits one of you guys. I'll subtract it from all you guys. I'll be fine. All right, so your turn, Barwin. Mm. What are you doing? You got these two, well, one creature now at the end of the hall, with Rowan in front of it. Seeing that it backed off and Rowan's attacking it. Barwin's going to move forward to get back into range of this creature and strike at it once again. This is a 25 hit. Oh, 
25 is going to hit, but not nice. enough for a crit. Aw, not nice. <laughs> then, swiftly swinging his axe at the Morlock, after catching up to it, he's going to deal 6 damage. The thing staggers back from the blow. As if it's not struggling enough with the blinding light, now he's getting the axe. That's 6 damage on the books. Nice. Final action. Boren grips the axe with both hands. He really wants to start dealing some damage now. Bring on the damage. Now we return back to these Morlocks. The one that you guys have all been beating on is up first. He's... Oh, he does not like this. He's going to try to get out of there. That'll trigger your attack of opportunity, Rowan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rowan's ready. Motherfucker. Oh. You know what? No. I'm going to spend my hero point card. Oh. Hero point! Give it up. Bye-bye so, to that. Be heroic. This thing is cursed. 14. Oh, you uh, miss. Heroic. Heroic. Oh, 14. <laughs> you swing the sword and miss fantastically. Now this thing is out of range. It's finished reloading and it's going to fire its junk catapult at Barwin. Th oh. oh, that is a 20 on the die. Oh, no. Critical hit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, if there's anybody could hit, Barwin's definitely the one that will be able to take it. Oh, that's what you think. Let's see what happens to you. <laughs> Oof. All right. So this payload of random scrap that's been fired at you, Borwin, hits you in the face. Oops. There's random pieces of wood and bent old gears, nuts, bolts, chunks of rock, and all sorts of crap in this barrage. Pummels you in the face and it hits hard. You get knocked silly from this blast. You become sickened too and stupefied too until oh, wow. you are no longer sickened. Wow. Borwin, you stagger back and you blink hard trying to shake the blurring from your vision, trying to get the duplicates of everybody to come back to one. But you're able to piece together through the double vision that these Morlock are start. Ooh. Oh, you can't see him. Oh, he's out of the light? Yes. Ooh. So in addition to that seven damage from that attack, you take six more points of precision damage. Ooh, yikes. Oof. Yeah, that's better than I expected. It reloads. Now the other one fires at you. Because you're in range of that guy, too. Here we go, Borwin. Oh! Ooh. Not nearly as bad. That is a one on the die for a total of 11. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it was the best of yeah. times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> Equally balanced as well things should be. He shoots his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I'd be okay with that. Errant aim. Oh my god, is it? It says re-roll the attack roll targeting the creature closest to the target. Excluding <laughs> yourself. What is it? <laughs> so it can't hit itself, but it can hit his buddy who's occupying the same space as him. Come on. Oh, yes, shit. A... Oh, is a 25 yes. total, so yes. it does hit the other guy. Yes! Nice. So... Yes. This guy takes eight points of damage. Would it be a sneak attack? 
No, the, the other one's aware of them. Uh, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> it's going to be super imprecise. <laughs> it reloads and takes another <laughs> shot, hoping for a better result. So let's see here. 17 to hit Borwin, who is flat-footed. Ooh, yeah, that's a hit. Gets you for 10 points of bludgeoning damage and two points of precision. Oof. All right. All right, and that's all of my dudes, so we go back to Rowan. You're standing there, and all you're able to see is just a whole bunch of just spoons and rocks, uh, old keychains, a, a G.I. Joe from the 80s, all sorts of just crap raining down upon Borwin. <laughs> a whole a whole fistful of Hot Wheels cars okay. just micro machines. It's the it's the real, oh, lucky. It's the real Home Alone deal going on right here. Jeez, I see. Uh, question: Which way did the uh, the little dude ran again? Which way did he go? Is it like this way or they're out here? But you're not gonna be you're not gonna okay. be able to see them if you go out. Yeah, it ran it ran that okay. way into the darkness. Wait until after Gwilla. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to delay until Gwilym moves. All right, so we're going to drop you down to 12. That brings us back to V. She will run back out into the hallway because she doesn't need light. It's 5, 10, 15. As soon as you clear that doorway back out into this hall, you're able to see the two of them. They're, they're scattering around, bouncing back and forth in the same space about 40 feet away okay about 30 feet away pardon probably yelling at each other they're yelling with each other 15 20 25 30 <laughs> uh, yeah, you can understand him you hear hit him again with your crap launcher Jimmy well no shit Steve what do you think I'm trying to do here well then do it you nerd ah fuck you hit me Jimmy you asshole <laughs> <laughs> hit me hit him <laughs> alright they got range, so it doesn't matter. So she will run up to get beside these little guys, and then I'm going to stab with my lance. Twenty to hit again. Oh, you gotta say which one. So I, I was gonna. I I wanted to go for the guy who looked more hurt, but if they're in the same space, I think that's a. It's a little hard to determine which one's more hurt. We're gonna. Give me a d20 roll on an even. You're going to hit the one that's marked with green. Odd, you're going to hit the blue one. Natural 20. Oh, that's a yeah. bad place to do it. You but... got robbed. <laughs> All right, so you hit the green one. Okay, so that's seven piercing plus one because I moved, so you eight piercing damage. Get him. Charge up, and you give him, you give him the, the wapa with him. your lance, and you, Gwillem, here. Ah, shit, that little thing on the dog is back. I... He got you, John. Uh, not John. He got you, Jimmy. All right. Um, well, Gwilym... No, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have my turn. <laughs> you all right there? <laughs> no. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want to be able to flank for the guys in the room, so Henry will take another step to the side so I can get behind these guys, and then last action will be raise the shield. Okay. No, she oh. turned well. Dang. Dang? Yeah. Because I guess... I, hold on, we'll see. We'll see. Because Gwilym, uh, you know, can't really see exactly what's going on. Uh, he got pummeled the one time, but hopefully everyone else is causing more of a distraction. He's going to move up trying to see. He will uh, take the 30 feet to cross the hallway down the room. 
and oh, you wow, immediately okay. hear ah! as the light hits these things in the eyes. The one that's marked as blue is currently blinded. The one that's marked in green is not because he was exposed to it earlier. Hmm, okay, well, I am not able to use Burning Hands without hitting V, I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it's okay. I know you don't like the fire, so we will refrain from that at the moment. But for how long? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I won't sizzle you. <laughs> it's just gotta happen. I can't reach them. If I commanded Rupert, I wouldn't be able to cast my spell. Um, so Rupert is just going to get, you know, a little tutor lesson here as uh, Gwillem raises his palm and the flame appears in his hand and he says Kinervlam! And he will use Produce Flame trying to hit one of those things. The Morlocks. That's right. Uh, 26 to hit. Ooh. Uh, well, which one are you trying to hit? Uh, the one that is less affected by the light. Okay. 26 definitely hits. That'll be 7 fire damage. The bolt of flame wings out and slams into the thing. It sizzles, starts to burn up the apron smock that it's wearing. It cries out in undercommon. It says, Ah, Jimmy, he hit me with fire! Stop complaining, you nerd, and hit him with a bunch of crap! <laughs> Rowan, your turn. You've delayed, and now you're here. Rowan, get in there! Rowan does that. He moves on up. Oh, oop. That's too Jeez. far. <laughs> too far. You, you uh, comically run around the corner and charge and slam straight into a pile of Morlocks. Body slam. And <laughs> now you've got two more actions. So after colliding into these Morlocks, Rowan's going to lift up his sword high into the air and he's going to slam it down. 24 to hit. Yeah, yeah. It's also, he's also flanked, so does that 26 uh, get him the crit? No. Darn. <laughs> okay. okay. Alright, 11 slashing damage. And which one were you hitting? Uh, Probably the closest one, so blue. You swing out with your bastard sword, and you cut across this thing, and you slice across its apron, and the apron top part flops over, and now it's wearing it like a skirt. Hmm. He says, ah, Jimmy, he cut off my apron. And he's like, hit him with your crossbow again. I can't see, goddammit. How am I going to hit him with a crossbow if I can't see him? Just shoot anywhere, says the other one. All right, right. we're the same for a second attack. Another swing for a 12. Oh, it's a miss. Dang it! Total miss. Borwin, your turn. You're in the corner, in the back. You've Your bell is still rung. Sickened two, stupefied two. Puke! Just overall, puke, how many puke, puke. damn things have been thrown at him? Well, every time, every time it shoots stuff at you, it's a bunch of stuff. So, like, I'd say at least 35 things. With every single hit that makes contact with Borwin, his X begins to glow more and more until... It's fully shining. Borwin's just going to shake his head vigorously, take a deep nostril breath, and then just spit. He's going to activate his feet, shake it off. You gotta sing it. It only works if you sing it. Shake it off. I'm not, I am not gonna sing it. 
With Shake It Off, you concentrate on your rage, overcoming fear and fighting back sickness. Reduce your frightened condition value by one. And attempt a fortitude save to recover from the sickened condition, as if you had spent an action retching. You reduce your second condition value by one on a failure, but not on a critical failure, by two on a success, or by three on a critical success. Oh. Oh, nice. Awesome. Ooh. Critical oh. failure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my hero wah. point on that. Actually, you know, yeah, I'm going to use my hero point on that. Fuck. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. This is where you're about to get knocked the fuck out with two crits in a row to flat out kill Borwin. <laughs> That's a 15. So that would have been uh, 20. Oh, brutal. Well, at least I brought it down to second one. Would that bring down my stupefied? No, the stupefied stays until the second is gone. So your second, second one stupefied too. I got stupefied. You guys remember that song? Yes. <laughs> By Disturbed. That's all I remember is that part where he says uh, stupefied. And I think he goes Bleh! a lot in that song. Yeah, fuck it. I'll give it, I'll give it another shot. Borwin's just going to keep trying to get rid of that and retch once again. 23. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. There you go. Go. I got rid of the second. No longer. Borwin is not down with the sickness. <laughs> and that's his turn. You are no longer down with the sickness, and you no longer get stupefied. Congrats. You've you've made it out of the new metal era. <laughs> we go back to these Morlocks. What are their names? Jimmy and Steve. Jimmy and Steve the Morlocks. And <laughs> they go, this isn't going too well. This isn't going too well, Jimmy. Shut up, Steve. Hit him with your crossbow. And Steve steps away, which would trigger your attack of opportunity. Slice, slice, slice. Oh, uh, that's a crit. Yeah. Hey, 29. Woo! You catch him as he's trying to trying to make a break for it, trying to get out of range because he wants to shoot at you from afar. And you are dealing what slashy damage? Slashing damage. Oh boy, this is the good one. It goes to run, mm. and you go. From chops to groin. Oh no. You slash straight down the middle. It says triple damage. Ooh. Oh yeah, Ooh. love that one. You that guy's dead. <laughs> and it says crit effect. The target must succeed at a fortitude save or die. Oh, 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 oh even better. You doubled it. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> oh, uh it got a nine. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus. You hit Steve and you cut him straight down the middle. You cut him in half. It's like it's like an episode of Voltron. It's mm. about forming a blazing sword. Bye, no one knows. Steve. And then and he splits and falls apart. And then Jimmy's like, ah, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Got to damn. It is now Jimmy's turn. Jimmy is gonna make a run for it. Jimmy goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Way down the hall. Nobody can see him anymore other than V. He's running. He goes... <laughs> and he gets to the end of the hall. And he looks back. And he loads up that crossbow thing one more time. And he flings another handful of junk at you. <sighs> With a 12 to hit. That's not gonna hit. Nice. V, your turn. 
Oh, buddy, you should have left while you had the chance. <laughs> the path is clear. It's a nice straight shot down towards him. We'll charge at him. Bomb! 16? Oh. He is still up. You miss. That was two actions. Oh, you still I... got one more. Oh, I could re-roll it. I'd like to re-roll. Okay, get rid of that card. It was a good card. I just kept forgetting to use it. Even worse, 14. Oh, and I was all stoked oh. to hear what your secret card was. What was it? <laughs> it was, um... After I make a successful melee attack, I can make a roll to demoralize everything within 30 feet. Oh, uh, oh that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. I just kept too forgetting. Bad. I kept forgetting about it. <laughs> and this is the time you actually kept hitting it, too. Yeah. Yeah, right? You know what? Let's go ahead. Try this second attack. 13. I missed. That's fine. So <laughs> Points for consistency, though. Yeah. 11, 14, 13. It's a tight, it's a tight grouping. It's a yeah. tight grouping. Yeah. Now I think I've move. made my point. Is that like a I rapier made my point, pun? So. Or a, a lance pun? All right, so, yeah. Gwyn, your turn. Hey, no! Let me back the fuck off. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> now it's your turn. Okay, so uh, Gwilym is like playing peekaboo with these things because he saw one and then it ran away. He ran down the hallway and now they ran the other direction and he's going to go once again walking back down the hall. And yeah, can see it right there. Boom, through the doorway. Yep, straight across from you as soon as you get to the other door. Yep. Cue yakety sacks. <laughs> 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 I like your, your chicken your chicken version of it. <laughs> palm up, fireball produces in his palm, and he throws it over it with Kenair Vlam! Except this one is not as good of an attack. That was a, a 10. You know, it's in, it's in vogue right now, so I'm going to go ahead and use my hero point. We're going to re-roll. And try that again. <laughs> Come on. One, 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 one. Can I again? again? <laughs> 15. <laughs> oh, much better, but still not enough. Still not enough. Yep. Uh, so, hey, that's Gwilm's turn. Rowan, your turn. You are... In the doorway, on the northern portion of this forge room, you see the thing that you split in half, and you can't see shit otherwise. It's dark as hell in here. He can't see my light coming through the doorway at the end of the hall? Nope. Not from where he is. Well, at least I saw the Morlock running down this way, so I'm going to try and chase after it. Yeah, you move out, and you collide with V as you charge forward. Mm. Ah, watch it! So that's one action, as you move forward and collide with your pal. You are able to see, though, to the left, all the way down at the end of the hall, you can see the light spilling out from the other room, and you're able to see this thing running. Sorry, V, it's real dark in here. Rowan's going to charge after this guy now that he can see him. Ooh, you move through terrain that's got stuff in the way. Mm. You gotta make an acrobatics roll. All right. 16? Plenty. Cool. You slide gracefully on one half of a Morlock as you make your way down this hall. 
and you regain your footing and start running and charge. This guy who you don't know, his name is Steve. What is his name, Steve? No, this is Jimmy. Oh, Steve's Steve's dead. Steve is dead. That's right. Steve's he dead. killed Steve. This is Jimmy. You can tell his name's Jimmy because it's you know it's the same in Undercon. <laughs> well, that's a net one on a die. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah! You want to use your hero point? To I can't. Oh, you already <laughs> used it. <laughs> Let's see what kind of fantastic thing happens here. <sighs> what the hell is going on? You rush forward, and as you go to swing your bastard sword at this guy. You come back and you move just the wrong way, and the tip of the blade catches in the back of your pauldron as you go to swing across, and you deal the attack's normal damage to your armor. Oh, shit. Applying oh. hardness. So you're wearing hide armor. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. He just cut himself naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Holy cow. I have never, in, in all of the time that I've played Pathfinder 2nd Edition, I have never seen one character break more of their own equipment. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. Um, Alright, so let's see here. You're wearing leather armor. Now you have a case for going back yeah. to town. He's got nothing on. If there's any character that it would hurt the most, it would break his own equipment, though. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ooh, so you've got hardness four with 16 hit points and a break threshold of eight. How much damage do you deal? Ugh, looks like 13 damage. <laughs> Fuck. So you, you deal nine damage to your armor and you break it. <laughs> you, you catch the tip of the blade in the back of your, your left pauldron from behind and you swing and as you do... Your whole thing, your all of your armor, just the, the important strap that's holding it onto your chest, rips. It comes with the blade as you swing across and you slap Jimmy with your armor. <laughs> and you still have, you're still wearing leather pants, but now you're shirtless. Oh, great. Uh, this is the second time today. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, yeah, I remember when we woke up from oh, the alcohol. Okay. I thought, like, I thought like you the <laughs> and all the drinking. I, yeah, I just imagined. I, I just imagined somehow at some point Greg had accidentally <laughs> torn his shirt off. It's like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> I had a nickel for every time I woke up without a shirt. This is normal. Greg's heading, you know, downstairs to start his morning. He, he goes to get some coffee and he catches his sleeve somehow on the fucking coffee maker and turns and just shreds his shirt off. He's like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> Oof. So. There you go. Uh, so your armor is now broken. Yep. So it does not provide its bonus to your AC anymore. Your shield is broken. Your bow is broken. But at least you still got your old great-grandpappy sword, huh? At least that. <laughs> Brutal. Man, rough. Borwin, your turn. Borwin, you wanna you wanna wrap this up for us, please? Uh, I was planning on it, but <laughs> you finish vomiting in the corner. Yeah, he definitely does, and he's gonna start rushing in. You run down to the other end of this chamber, and you can see out that door where this Morlock is. You turn and you rush forward. And as he gets there, and is ready to bring down the axe. 
17. Ah, oh, that's not a one. Ah, that's a miss, though. All that's right. a miss? Yeah, man. Ooh, brutal. Well, that's uh, two moves in an attack. We come back to Jimmy. He stands ready to unleash Morlock Hell. You've killed his friend. You've hit him with clothing. He's <laughs> shot a bunch of Hot Wheels and G.I. Joes at you. He's ready. Jimmy Two Legs, the revenge. He takes one step to the side. Slide he opens to the, the door. Uh, attack? And he... Oh, wait, yeah. manipulate action. Slice, Rowan, slice! Go ahead, do you yeah, risk it? Yeah, I'm gonna risk it. Break the sword. Get Break that biscuit. Sword. 19. <laughs> you hit. Sweet. Yeah! Yay! Four slashing damage. Hey, it's not for nothing. He steps to the side, and as he pushes open the double doors, you slash out and you catch him across the back, completely severing his apron. Falls to the ground. He's naked. You're mostly naked. <laughs> he looks at you. You look at him. Hmm. Both of you glistening. But for different reasons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Something, something unnatural and bizarre awakens within Gwillem. You don't know what it is. <laughs> something about the word glistening. Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy yells. No one understands him other than you, Gwillem. You hear him yell for help. As he does you see from inside that chamber another Morlock and another and another and another 